your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! What's going on, everybody? Vin Man, Vince Wright, the one and only Big Smooth, coming to you from the great state of Minnesota, my peoples. This is another Tuesday night edition special start time, by the way, of Sports Done Right. Had to go off a little bit earlier tonight uh, due to some things popping up here at the Executive Mansion. Don't worry, nothing COVID-related, but everything's all good in the hood up here in Minnesota. Wanted to say what up to everybody. Hope you are all safe. You know, really, first and foremost, I hope you're all safe. Hope everybody is doing well. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right, your favorite Minnesota sports podcast. Coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room, deep in the executive mansion. And folks, we got a a lot to get into here over the next 45 minutes, 50 minutes or so on our show Going to delve deep into the the last dance, Michael Jordan. Uh, we had episodes, what was it, uh, seven and eight, I believe. Yes, seven and eight last Sunday, and phenomenal, bravo, uh, as we say back in the hood, bravissimo. And a lot to get into because I really think that was it. We really got to see Michael Jordan and what it what makes him tick. Who is Michael Jordan? And we also got to see him respond to the critics about his dad. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Baseball coming back as well, or at least they want to. They are voting on a new uh, player's uh, contract. The Baseball Players Association not happy with the contract because it is going to prorate the pay um, regarding their... um, their contracts as well. Sorry, my wife has some people popping over here. They're going to volunteer some time at one of the local food banks. Um, props to you, Angie Wright, and her friend Chris Deal. So, yeah, man, um, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff. Outside of that, you know, it's just really kind of ho hum and all that stuff. Um, you know, what can you say? I mean, 
We're waiting on this baseball thing to get figured out to see if they're going to be back. Golf is coming back, I think, later next month with live crowds. So that's going to be interesting. You have states now kind of lightening up a little bit on some of their restrictions. So I know one of the big things here in Minnesota, our neighbors to the east of Wisconsin, loosened up their, their lockdown on shopping. So now I think next Monday, local shops can start opening, but can only have five people in the store. Social distance or social distancing rules apply. So I'm assuming keeping six feet away from each other and all that fun stuff. Uh, Appreciate it. Uh, Big Ben out there. Appreciate you too, sir. And he, yeah, reminder, boxing coming back soon. Obviously, we had a UFC card this past weekend. Again, no fans. But it was a card. It was live fighting that counted for something. So, Ben, appreciate you popping in here. We have Sandra popping in from Los Angeles, California. Look at that. I appreciate you reaching out. She uh, sent out a note. We, I guess we follow each other on Twitter. So, thank you for uh, popping in here as well. Appreciate you coming through. And, yeah, I mean, there's just so much that we're waiting on. So much that we need to get back. And people, I just, I don't know. I don't know, because this stuff, it's really kind of coming down, honestly, as everything else does in this country, politics. I've noticed the conservatives are out there, and they want to open it up. Let's go. Screw you. Let's go. Open it up. Done. Don't care what the, the governors say. Don't care what governors it's, it's time. And a big chunk of me gets it. People are losing their livelihoods. I know a lot of small business owners, which really are the backbone of this country. And I get it because they're on the verge of going out of business. Some of them already have. And then on the other side, if you tend to be a little more liberal, Democrat, whatever, you're you're okay with a little bit more of a lockdown. You're okay with wearing the mask and and doing, um, you know, what the local governors, I guess, for for lack of a better term, are asking you to do. Why does everything have to be so political? I just, I don't know. You know, can we just find some doctors? This is what's going on. This is what we're working on. Um, I ain't going to lie. You got to come out here. And, I, and I, you know, I don't do a whole lot of politics on the show. But, you know, you go, you watch Trump in these press conferences, man. And, <laughs> yeah, go back to the corner, please. Please, because... Uh, don't even, just don't even get me started. We are seeing no leadership from from up top. I, I listen. I hope they can figure it out because I'm going to tell you something. Here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, today is literally going to be one of the last kind of cooler days. And now the temperature is going to be warming up. They're telling us we're going to be back in the 80s next week. And folks, I'm going to tell you, if you think you're going to keep Minnesotans locked up in the summer when they've been locked up all winter, whew, and I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> that would just may not work at all. So my question to you out there, and I know most of my audience is actually done and listens on demand. But what is it going to take to get you back in the stadium? 
Cedric Galloway, what is it going to take to get you back in the stadium? What up, Big Ced? Appreciate you popping through. Cedric Galloway, one of our favorites here on the Sports Done Right Show, popping into the uh, Spreaker.com chat room. Are you afraid to be in that type of proximity with people? I asked some of my co-workers um, during the day here as we were Skype chatting. Um, in terms of sports, they're ready. Angie's ready. My buddy Katie's ready. But are you ready? You know, I was walking around the other day. And look, I've seen lots of people out around the lakes up here. I'd say maybe, to be perfectly honest, I'd say I've probably seen between 10 and 20% of those people wearing masks. I have mines with me. Sometimes I wear it. Sometimes I don't. Honest answer. If I got to go into a store and it's required, it's I got a couple with me at all times. And I have and the sports gov doesn't have a problem, by the way, doing that. I have no problem doing that whatsoever. Um, but when you when you I'm trying to think of a way to put this here. When you are required to do something and you don't feel like doing it, what do you do? I know people who have said, you know what, if Home Depot is going to make me wear a mask, I'm going to go down to Lowe's or I'm going to go over to whatever, the, the hardware store or whatever. And hey, cool, your prerogative, do what you got to do. But... The problem is people keep dying from this. And that's the issue I have with it. You know, I'm supposed to go help my mom tomorrow with uh, with some uh, computer issues she was having. And she asked me to, to bring my mask. And I had no issues with it. I, hey, I want my mom, my parents, you know, to be safe. I want you to be safe. And if you don't want to wear a mask and a store requires you to wear a mask, then yeah, you don't have to go to that store. But you also don't have to say that this store is infringing on your your personal liberties and this and that, because guess what? We've never been here before. But in the, in the age of, of red versus blue, none of this none of this matters. It doesn't matter. Everybody going at each other. How dare you... Uh, socially distanced from me. How dare you make me wear my mask? Some scary times we're in. Don't really seem to be getting any direction from, you know, Washington, D.C. They're too busy arguing with each other. Trump's over here tweeting with Jimmy Kimmel, getting in fights with him. And yet South Korea's playing baseball. Sweden, I don't even think Sweden closed their schools. So I don't know, man. And I, look, I don't claim to know. You do whatever you feel is right to protect you and your family. It's that simple as far as I'm concerned. It is that simple. Cedric says Raiders are here on the 13th of September, but I'm on vacation the following week going to Vegas and L.A. I ain't in the financials to see the game. <laughs> Melvin in the house joining us. Melvin says, what's up in Canada? 
Canada's warming up, brother. We're going to get nice and toasty next week. It's going to feel a lot like your native ATL, my brother. So, Melvin, appreciate you popping in here. Big Mike, as always, popping in from Eden Prairie. We have, who else do we got here via the Twitter sphere? We got Thomas over in western Wisconsin, over in Luck, Wisconsin. What up, Vince? Love your show. F the Packers. Love it. Love it. Whenever Wisconsin fan or Wisconsin resident says F the Packers. We love that. We love that. Beautiful. All right. Um, other than that, like I said, baseball trying to come back. They got to vote on some uh, contracts, which the Players Association isn't really vibing with right now. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. The big issue there is MLB wants to prorate the payment of the players' salaries this year. Um, say they play 100 games. They want to pay, you know, prorate that for 100 games instead of their full salary for the 162. Players ain't rolling with that one, as you can imagine. So there you go. I don't know what's going to happen. I just hope they can figure it out and we can get base. Other than that, baseball seems to have a plan. They're going to play, you know, divisionally. They're going to play regionally. So to cut down on travel. So, um, you know, here in the AL Central, you got your Twins and White Sox, Cleveland. You know, it's just going to be a lot of games within the division. Uh, That's fine. We are in different times. I don't have again. I don't have the answers because we ain't never been through this crap before. We ain't never been through this. So I don't know, man. I just want to look at some live sports. Like I said, we got boxing on the horizon, some fights being put together. I know Bob Arum over at top rank has really been putting his feet to the metal and we will see what happens there. Okay. I am going to take a break right now because I want to come back and I want to go deep um, into Jordan's documentary, The Last Stand. I thought episode seven and eight were phenomenal. And really, finally opened us up into the mind, the world, and what it is to be Michael Jordan, to deal with Michael Jordan. And also good to hear from the kids as well. All right, so let's do this. Very quick break. Um, When we come back, the last stand, we're going to get into it. I got some questions that were sent to me yesterday from some folks on Twitter. We're going to get to it all. Um... In the age of COVID here, we have been having a lot of Instagram battles between DJs, artists, just, you know, going back and forth, spinning their tunes against each other, so on and so forth. We had a real fun one the other day with the lovely Erica Badu and the very, very gorgeous. And I, I've always loved Jill Scott. I just, I love her vibe. I, I, no. Oh. I just love everything about Joe Scott. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, set it up. We'll be right back. And here's a little Jill Scott. Got to keep it golden, baby. This is Vince Wright, the sports governor. You can follow sports done right on Twitter at the big smooth one. That's the number one after the big smooth. Otherwise sports done right. W R I G H T on Instagram and Facebook. The show you can listen to on demand live. Anytime we're on Spreaker is where we originate, but we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major um, Google Play, all of them. So 
Here's Joe Scott. We'll be right back. Then it's time to talk Michael Jordan and some basketball. Peace. Well, 
and trippin', just don't get it in the hell Pull up to the spot and make a nigga stop and stare Till I'm turn up all the music, but we ain't stopping now No Range Rover, you can see it in me that I ain't sober Pop up in the morning, party ain't over Baby, don't be acting like I ain't told ya official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What is up, everybody? Vince Wright! Sports Governor coming to you live and direct from Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. The one and only, that's right. And we are back to talk a little basketball. All right, Sports Done Right coming to you again. Special early start tonight. Like I said, just had some stuff pop up, so uh, jumped on the mic a little early, but glad you're with us. If you're listening live, if you're listening on demand, huge on demand numbers, by the way, last week, um, multi, several hundred downloads of the show of our previous show over the past couple weeks. So definitely appreciate that. Keep it going. Um, okay, real quick. So here's baseball, no fans, 82 game season, 14 playoff teams, divisional games, only as we discussed with some interleague possibility, um, say the AL Central against the National League Central. Rosters will be expanded up to 30 and 20 man practice squads. But again, they got to approve that contract first. Uh, real quick, just a couple other sports jottings. The one and only taking it to the corner, Mike Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. 
Well, he has been working out, uh, going against uh, what's his name, Shannon Briggs. Is this supposed to? Did I read this right? Bare knuckles for charity. Woo! And that's that's putting it down for for a charity. You doing some bare knuckles brawling? And Shannon Briggs is not a small individual. Say what you want about his boxing career, the guy has some talent and some power. And he's been working out. He looks in pretty good shape. It looks like a Tyson, the videos. I sent him around sports done right. Other social media, man. What can you say? Mike looks tough. Ooh, those punches, Mike. So... With that being said, Mike's going to be 54 very soon. Listen, if this is just a one-off thing for charity, yeah, okay, fine, you know. But other than that, Mike, go back to commentating on fights, making appearances in movies and TVs. Uh, Mike has his own marijuana line, I found out when I was in Las Vegas as well. He lives out in the LV Everybody talking about the Mike Tyson uh, edibles or, and all that stuff he's got. So um, let's just hope to say this is it. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, outside of that, that's really about it. That's really about it. So let's get to it here. The one and only Michael Jordan. I even got notes. That I took down because these two episodes, phenomenal, phenomenal. So again, this is the last stand. We are down, by the way, Sunday, the last two episodes. Can you believe it? Done already. We waited around, especially with COVID. They gave it to us early, and now it is winding down. But with that being said, the last dance, what I call the last dance gets real. And for the first time... I think for the majority of us who are not in Michael Jordan's inner circle, we got a an inside peek at what it's like to be in his inner circle. So we are learning Mike ruled with an iron fist. Mike ruled with the iron fist. He did not take anything from anybody. He demanded and expected an elevated effort from you, especially post-championship. And what I liked and what they focused on was Scott Burrell. Scotty Burrell, role player, good basketball player, don't get me wrong. But he, I thought it was just really cool that when he, he enjoyed it. He told Mike, bring it on. And I think Michael really respected the hell out of Scotty Burrell for that. Um, Scott Burrell is just kind of a, a cool, mellow type of dude who, you know, probably didn't come off as serious as he was. But when it came to working with Mike and doing what Mike wanted him to do, he was right there. You know, Mike talks about the fight with Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr says, hey, look, I'm a pretty competitive guy myself. So when this dude kind of kept going at me, going at me, going at me, and remember, for years it was always Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the eye, the infamous, uh, you know, 
urban legend stories. Yeah, the practice. Well, guess what? Kerr took the swing first. So, you know, Mike responds. Mike gets kicked out of practice. And I saw earlier today, and they were talking about, is Michael Jordan a bully? There's that that term again that we like to throw around in, uh, you know, the in these times. Is he a bully? I don't think Michael Jordan is a bully in the sense of how you think of a bully today. I think Michael Jordan, and, and, and the one thing that I love about this documentary, people, and again, this is Vince Wright, Sports Done Right. What I love is this is showing you hard work, dedication as uh, the money team. Floyd Mayweather used to say hard work, dedication, hard work, dedication. Well, to get to the mountaintop and stay there for two three-peats and arguably if he didn't get into baseball, and we'll touch on the baseball career in a second because until they went through the numbers there, it didn't really hit me again because we're going by other narratives. But to achieve that type of success requires a commitment that, quite honestly, a lot of us just don't have in us. And you saw Michael Jordan break down, had to call for a break. Like he said, if you don't want to, if you, if this ain't for you, then don't come, don't play here. And that got him emotional. He said it before this started in a quote. He said, you guys are going to hate me when you're watching this. I don't hate him. Jerk at times. Yeah, sure. Who is it? But I think the demands that he put on that team really helped that team elevate because, you know, him and Pippen are, the, are what the only Hall of and Rodman, excuse me. You know, those are the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame players. But, you know, the other thing that Michael talked about, too, with these guys is, you know, when when Kerr and these guys came over for that second run, he wanted it to be known that, look, man, we built this. There's other people that built this and you ain't going to come in here and just skate by on the success of our previous teams. You're going to throw in your hard work, dedication and do this. And I think he did a phenomenal job finding ways to motivate certain individuals on that team to give you their all. You know, 72-game season when they won that. I mean, doesn't happen a lot. What does it take to do something like that? So what I like is the importance of this documentary is showing the millennial generation Quite honestly, some things that really just kind of contradict what you're told to do today. You know, not everybody gets a trophy in Michael Jordan's world. Ain't no participation medals in Michael Jordan's world. And I love it. I love it. So, 
Um, sorry, I was just reading. Looks like a little update here. Uh, Kobe Bryant. They're going to be renaming the Mamba Sports Academy. Just the Sports Academy to honor Kobe Bryant. So there's that. But I just think that finally athletes can from today are really getting to see. They wear the shoes. They wear the Jordan swag. They wear the Nike stuff. And yeah, I'm sure they've seen highlights and gone on YouTube and all that. But now, and and also us, because even though I'm old enough and lived it live, I didn't hang out with Michael Jordan. I told you the story of, you know, on here, how he, he, you know, in in my opinion, kind of fronted on my my brother-in-law. But again, I wasn't there. So who knows? I just go by the story my brother-in-law told me, which was, um, I brought, I bought him a North Carolina Jordan jersey, Nike, old school, you know, letter sewn in the whole nine yards, uh, the powder blue Carolina jersey. Long story short, my cousin who is in uh, motorcycles and auto race, uh, yeah, more motorcycles and, and motorcycle racing. But anyway, he was up in Brainerd, Minnesota at the Brainerd International Raceway. And as he's walking around the back lot there and him and his girlfriend at the time just kind of taking in the sights, they're the only ones around. Guess who comes out from around the corner? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And he is there because of Jordan Racing. If you, some of you may know, he owned a, or still may own a racing team. Uh, And the motorcycle racing team was up there that weekend. And there he is, Michael Jordan and my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. Now, my brother-in-law says... It's just those three. Nobody else around. And, excuse me, Jordan would not sign the jersey. Nike jersey, it's official, blah, blah, blah. Mike wouldn't sign it. Now, I've heard people also say that Mike is a jerk. People in the know. But after watching this, look, I don't know. I'm not... In his inner circle, I'm not friends with him, whatever. But this has been a phenomenal documentary. And so I hope people younger than me, the millennial generation, really takes in the fact that it's not about being given to you. It is about hard work, dedication, giving your all. There's, there is one scene... And, and go back and watch it with Jordan when he's in his hotel room and he's smoking a cigar and he's just kind of unwinding. And then it's time for Jordan to go. And, and soon as he gets off the elevator, he has to be Michael Jordan. And that was the great thing with the camera behind him. Those doors open up. And soon as he puts one foot out of the elevator, the screaming, the you know people rushing towards him for those autographs. Everywhere you go, all the time, day after day after day after day after year after year after year after year. And it sounds like it probably wore him down. And then the part where they said, and then the media, and I remember it, implying, and, and, and can you imagine this? The media implying That your father, who was just murdered, it was because of you. It was because of your gambling debts. You owed somebody money and they took it out on your father. 
Can you imagine that? Not only being Michael Jordan with all the pressure, all the people coming at you, everybody wanting every single piece of you. You can't even probably really grieve. And now you got the press insinuating that you had something to do with your father's murder. Crazy. Just crazy. I want to say what up to Steve in Woodbury, Minnesota. Thank you for listening. Jose Negron on here. Many athletes feel like they're giving you money by signing the jersey, taking from their brand for free. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. RC in the house. RC, what's going on? My Minnesota brother from Duluth. We were just talking about the Tyson exhibition with um, Shannon Briggs. A little bit. Our boxing aficionado is RC. We go to him for everything boxing. And me too. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big boxing guy. But with that being said, uh, oh, Jose also says, not like uh, God make tens of hundreds of millions should worry about something making a couple hundred dollars off a of jersey. Yeah, I hear you. But when the press is now coming at you, and he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done, man. I'm out of here. I'm going to go play baseball. Baseball? Man, you ain't played baseball since, what, you were 10, 11 years old. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this baseball career because we all bought into the narrative. The narrative was he sucked. He sucked at baseball. The infamous Sports Illustrated article, Baggett Michael, still hasn't spoken to Sports Illustrated to this day. And again, the infamous Jordan holding grudges. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, so here we wrote down the stats here because I, until I actually heard this, it didn't really register with me. Um, Let's see here. Okay, here we go. So he gets to the Barons. Down in Birmingham. By the way, his manager down there was Terry Francona from Cleveland Indians fame. He batted 202. And I get it. You know, people who follow base 202. Well, listen. For a, a person, remember, because, and I thought this was interesting too, because. Jerry Reinsdorf, you know, why did he go to to Birmingham? That was the only place they had media facilities that could handle the throngs of media that would now going to start following Michael in the majors. So they couldn't send them to rookie ball. They couldn't send them to, to single lay ball. So they had to send them to the Birmingham Barons. So he's, and by the way, nobody, I think he said that he's ever drafted like right out of high school or anything that they've ever sent them right to double A. You know, you got double A, you got triple A ball, and then it's the majors. So you're literally a step away from Major League Baseball. So for someone who's never really practiced at it to come back at the double A level, hit 202, I didn't know Michael Jordan had 88 hits. I didn't know Michael Jordan had three home runs. I knew I knew he had the one. I see the highlight of the one all the time, but he had three. And then here was the other thing that got me too. MJ had 51 RBIs. 
51 runs batted in. Oh, and by the way, 20 stolen bases. Who steals bases anymore? And also, when he first got down there, he had a 13-game hitting streak to start the season. So kind of let that sit and reverberate with you for a minute, people. We all bought in on on the narrative that he sucks. Jerry Reinsdorf, a lot of other people now are saying, you know what, had he stuck with it, he probably and more than likely would have been a major league baseball player. Insane. But, you know, we were listening to the narratives, to all the jokes being made. You know, oh, they started throwing on the breaking balls. He couldn't hit that. And he started working on that and got around to hitting breaking balls. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal. Not yeah. So the baseball career not as bad as you know, just kind of looking at a two hundred two batting average. And I think the last month of the year he batted closer to two sixty or two seventy, if I remember correctly. So he had actually started that last month he played basketball, getting his average up. Don't slight Michael Jordan. You saw George Carl, former North Carolina player himself, um, was coach of Seattle, and him and Jordan apparently were in the same restaurant um, during the finals. George wouldn't walk over to acknowledge him or, or just wouldn't acknowledge him. Jordan remembered that. The LeBradford Smith side where LeBradford ironically has the game of his career probably against Jordan and the Bulls in Chicago. Uh, He scores 37 points. Uh, Mike, for one of the few times in his career, couldn't really hit a shot that night. Um, But then they had a home-and-home game, so... LeBradford Smith goes out. His team starts talking smack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan comes back the next day. So remember, LeBradford had 37 points. Jordan scores 36 points in the first half in Washington the very next night. In the first half. This is this is what champions do, though. You call it slights. He probably calls it motivation. No way I'm losing to him again. No way we're losing to the Washington. Were they still the Bullets back then? They may have been. We're not losing to Washington twice in a row. We're the Chicago Bulls, damn it. So you cross Jordan. It's like an elephant's memory. He has that in his brain forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. One of the things, too, that I I seem to like about this is hearing from his mother, Dolores Jordan. Um, Dolores, first off, much like my, my grandmother used to do, 
and um, a lot of older black folks. I, I love how she refers to her husband as Mr. Jordan. Have you noticed that when she talks about her husband or Mike and his dad? Well, Mr. Jordan would say this to Michael and, and this and that, or Mr. Jordan, you know, just the respect that they probably had for each other as a married couple, obviously did very well raising a, a pretty good family from all the sounds of it and everything I hear just beyond Michael, uh, his brothers, his sister seems to be doing all right. So props to Dolores. I mean, and everything she's gone through as well, she lost her husband during all of this. So just, again, a great job by The Last Stand, the folks who put it together. I can't believe we're wrapping it up this Sunday evening, the last two episodes coming our way. If you have not seen this, please find a way to watch it. If you are just, you know, you don't even have to be a basketball fan, my people, to enjoy this documentary. You really don't. If you are just a fan of sports, you need to be watching it. And if you haven't seen any of it, if you've missed episodes, get caught up before it ends on Sunday. Because this has been just phenomenal. And I've enjoyed each and every episode Great to hear from Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, all of them, man. Steve Kerr, John Paxson. Great to have Weddington in there and, you know, hearing from and, and Tony Kukok, who came in, you know, with some unique circumstances because of the way um, Jerry Krause brought him in and, and how Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen weren't necessarily ready uh, to open the door just yet, but he earned their respect. So, again, lots of moving pieces with the Chicago Bulls. All the more reason to watch and see how this team kept it together for two three-peats. Honestly, if Michael Jordan hadn't probably left for um, baseball, if he could have found a way to maybe deal with that, that mental pressure. But once his dad was murdered, all bets were off. But I do think if he had stuck around, you know, they might have made a, a run at that little Celtics. What was the Celtics one? I think it was 10 out of 11 or 11 out of 13, kind of in a row, all that stuff. That selfishly was the only thing for me um, that kind of bummed me out when Michael did leave, when he did retire. I was like, man, I know they could have made a run at that Celtics, that Celtics title. But hey, it is what it is, people. So again, make sure you're checking it out. I'm going to jump off here again, Vince Wright, the sports governor, wrapping up another edition of Sports Done Right. I know I said I was going to be coming on at seven tonight, but I have some things that popped up. So I got to get on out of here. And hey, we got four, about 50 minutes of a show in. So we've done good. All right, folks, I'm out of here. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. This is Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right, your favorite Minnesota sports radio podcast. Make sure you're checking us out. Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, all major streaming services. Listen on demand anytime. Listen live with us. Outside of that, my people, thank you again. Um, in the words of Yaya, uh, uh, it is a party. 
I love that tune. That was the tune that was bringing us back uh, before break. And outside of that, my people, stay safe. Be cool. Don't let all this politics get to you. We we will figure it out. And I hope we figure it out quick because we got to get out. We got to get out of here. All right, y'all. I am Vince Wright. Thanks again for everything. I appreciate you joining us. And with that being said, we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Done Right.